All right, friends, it's hoop ball promo time. This is big because this is our 2020-2021 NBA season product rollout, and I am so excited to tell you about what we've got. We almost never push our hoop ball products, but this is the window of the year where we need to power that engine. So let me tell you what's out. We've got our draft guide, our flagship's shining beacon to the most comprehensive draft guide in fantasy. We cover all over 400 players this season with future access pass to our Brewski 150. Now, if you don't know what the Brewski 150 is, I'm here to give you the need-to-know info. This is the fantasy draft list that has beaten every other list for 10 straight years and new this year for hootball we're unveiling our monthly membership plans featuring our fantasy pass draft guide brewski 150 our new dfs pass premium in-season tools as well as our wager pass for sports bettors everything you need we've got you covered 365 around the clock hoop ball tools is your one-stop shop for your nba treasure trove of fantasy need to know information all that you need and more check us out head to hoop-ball.com or follow at hoopball fantasy on twitter now check it out give us a follow get your tools and win your league all right friends it's hoop ball promo time this is big because this is our 2020-2021 NBA season product rollout, and I am so excited to tell you about what we've got. We almost never push our hoop ball products, but this is the window of the year where we need to power that engine. So let me tell you what's out. We've got our draft guide, our flagship's shining beacon to the most comprehensive draft guide in fantasy. We cover all over 400 players this season with future access pass to our Brewski 150. Now, if you don't know what the Brewski 150 is, I'm here to give you the need-to-know info. This is the fantasy draft list that has beaten every other list for 10 straight years and new this year for hootball we're unveiling our monthly membership plans featuring our fantasy pass draft guide brewski 150 our new dfs pass premium in-season tools as well as our wager pass for sports bettors everything you need we've got you covered 365 around the clock hoop ball tools is your one-stop shop for your nba treasure trove of fantasy need to know information all that you need and more check us out head to hoop-ball.com or follow at hoopball fantasy on twitter now check it out give us a follow get your tools and win your league the following is a hoop ball presentation Welcome in, Hoop Ballers, to another edition of your NBA Box Score Breakdown. As always, it's your boy David Bracey here, lead host, and I am so, so excited to welcome another incredible, esteemed host to the Hoop Ball Army, to the Box Score Breakdown Brigade. Mr. Doug, how are you, my man? I'm doing good, man. Thanks for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. Uh, some of you may know me from uh, around the association with Doug and Brent on the NBA Today uh, Hoopball podcast. I've been out of pocket for uh, a little while. I'm back now, back from vacation, so excited to get back into it. 
Yeah, man, absolutely. We're really, really glad to have you here. Um, really, really excited to be bringing together all these awesome hosts and contributors we have as a part of the network. And we're going to dive right into these games for y'all tonight. Um, but first, we're going to start off with a little recap of last night's action because we had some pretty eventful games. And we'll open it up with the Miami Heat uh, punching the Bucks in the in the mouth. I mean, 115-104, to 104, Jimmy Butler in Fuego, I mean. Doug, did you catch any of the game last night? What, are you, what were your thoughts? Yeah, you know, um, I really, I was really impressed with how Miami really held um, Milwaukee and specifically uh, onto Takumbo. Uh, you know, they they really wanted him to show what he's worth at the line, and uh, he, you know, that, I think that was a good ta- a good task, a good you know skill set for him to show his abilities. But unfortunately, he didn't do so hot at the line. So shout out to Miami for uh, really taking him uh, to the line to try and prove himself. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, they, they made him work last night. Uh, mm-hmm. It looks like he only had yeah, 4-12 from the field, or I'm sorry, 4-12 from the free throw line. Uh, yuck. Yeah. And then 6-12 from the field. So didn't get a whole lot of shots up to, to kind of make up for the, the lack of makes at the free throw line. But, yeah, to your point, man, I mean, Miami was just really giving them giving them the business. And yeah. for being the defensive player of the year, it didn't look like Giannis wanted anything to do with that Jimmy Butler matchup. Yeah, I know. Jimmy Butler, you know, like you said, he was on fire last night, uh, 40 points. Uh, you know, he, he was 65 percent from the, the from the field goal percentage there, 100 percent from three. He made both of his, his three point shots, 92.3 uh, percent from the free, free throw line. So, yeah, he was definitely uh, there to ball and he was definitely there for business. You know, he's he's doing really good on this Miami team. He's really settling in. I'm glad he finally found a spot for him because he bounced around the league a little bit. But uh, I think, you know, he's going to be in Miami for a while, I believe. Yeah, I'm definitely with you there. It's definitely good to see Jimmy in, a, in an environment that seems to suit his his unique uh, his unique attitude and abilities. Um, but Miami, they uh, I mean, all season long, we've kind of had Miami. At least I have personally as as a bit of a dark horse here. I mean, they were able to kind of run the gamut during the regular season matchups with the Bucks um, and beat them pretty handedly there. So. Not a whole big surprise to me that they were able to walk away with a game one victory. I think that the thing that's most shocking to me is just how they were able to really just put the pressure on the Bucks and make them feel so uncomfortable. It just looked like Giannis could not get into a flow really the, the entirety of the game. And for as good as Chris Middleton was shooting, 12-24 from the field, pretty solid, uh, hit four threes. I mean, you could really see that the defensive si- assignment that is Jimmy Butler on the other end was really wearing on him. I mean, Butler was just beating him up because he i mean he's a bully so he's the perfect fit for miami and i think pat riley is is somewhere just just plotting plotting on adding another ring to that collection so yeah i I agree you know and and the thing is is you know miami's showing out what they have you know and they have a lot of young talent out there um you know my two boys from kentucky i am from kentucky huge uh wildcat fan uh bam Adebayo. And Tyler Hero, you know, on Miami. So they got yes, some young sir. talent that's going to be around for, for many, many years. And I really think that the way that Miami's playing this year, especially uh, you know, getting to the playoffs and in this bubble, you know, they're really making a good effort to attract free agents um, this offseason. And, I mean, with the young talent and, you know, the heat being strong for years to come, I don't see why a nice top free agent would not want to go to Miami. I mean, for one, it's Miami, right? Uh, so... Oh, yeah. I mean, you, you, you can't beat the weather. You can't beat, you know, the money um, and then the heat. 
that culture down there clearly it is a championship culture and there was a lot of murmurs during the regular season you know before the hiatus happened about uh guys like bam Adebayo uh, and what was going to happen with them as far as their extension and from what sources have said the aggregators around the nba have basically said that all the guys in miami looking to get paid were told well just wait until this summer wraps up so to your point doug i think that Pat Riley and Eric Spolstra, Mickey Harrison, they have some they have some free agency plans up their sleeves. I think they're going to be one of the the real favorites to land Giannis if Giannis decides he's looking to break camp from Milwaukee here. And mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, my, Miami, I, I could talk about them. <laughs> I could talk about them forever. But yeah, yeah, big Miami fan, big Kentucky fan. So I mm-hmm. love Bam, love Tyler Hero, love the guys getting the run out there, getting the appreciation. Um yeah, they, they, they did a really good job. So I think this will be a really fun series going forward. Uh, I could easily see it going seven games. And, I mean, in seven games, it could go either way. So do you have any predictions for this series? Yeah, you know, I originally thought that, um, you know, Toronto or Boston would be the one of the two teams that come out of uh, the East. So whoever wins that series, I, I felt, was going to come out of the East. Uh, but I don't know now. Miami really has turned it on uh, late here. Um, you know, with, with Duncan Robinson on last night's game, you know, he only scored four points. You know, he played 26 minutes. He only scored four points. So there's still a lot more that Duncan Robinson can give this team. Now, Tyler Hero did step up in a way. You know, he had 11 points, but, you know, he was 27.3% from the field goal. And, you know, field goal percentage at 27.3. I really hope that Tyler Hero can really bring that up for the next game. But, you know, to your point, seven games is not unheard of in, in something like this with these two teams. I mean, everybody kind of was expecting Mil- uh, Milwaukee to come out of the East uh, but, you know, it's the first game uh, and they, they have to like kind of learn and get their defensive mindset down right. And, and he is the defensive player of the year. So I think the second game he's going to come back and uh, come back strong uh, and, and you know, tie this series up. And it, it could certainly, certainly go seven games. Yeah, I definitely hope that uh, that Coach Buds finally starts to make the adjustments that he is very famous for not making. Um, in the postseason when it comes to their strategy. So hopefully the Milwaukee Bucks this season don't end up looking like the Atlanta Hawks uh, from past seasons. Um, But yeah, we we will definitely see. And I mean, the Miami Heat are definitely a team who are built to really give the Bucks a solid test. And to your point, guys like Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero, uh, even Goran Dragic, I mean, they have these guys that can really spread the floor, that can shoot in space. And Miami, or I'm sorry, Milwaukee is a team that seems to just let teams take those threes. So that may be to the to the deficit of Milwaukee ultimately in this series. We'll see if they're able to make a big defensive adjustment because it looks like one's clearly needed here. Yeah, you know, and one thing about with Milwaukee last night was they were missing uh, one of their Wildcats, you know, Eric Bledsoe. He wasn't uh, yeah. on the court last night. So that's their starting point guard. So with, you know, how close the game was and them missing their starting point guard, you know, Anta Takumbo and Eric Bledsoe really play well together. So it, it's kind of understanding that uh, it was so close. But uh, I'm not sure when Eric Bledsoe is going to be coming back, hopefully sooner rather than later. So it'll be interesting to see how these two teams really match up when they have all their players on the court and ready to go. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think all of us as fans of the game would like to see both squads uh, fully prepared and ready to go because uh, this will be a fun series. Mm-hmm. And speaking of fun series, we had another one. Looks like we got another game seven around the corner. Um, OKC was able to squeak out a win against Houston, 104 to 100. Getting chippy. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. this has been a chippy series. You know, there's been a lot of uh, 
testy moments. Uh, you know, we'll play on words there between uh, the Rockets and the, the Thunder here. Chris Paul really, I mean, making a statement last night, reminding people, hey, he is a point god. I mean, he, mm-hmm. he does this for real. And there are very few players with better clutch minutes and points than, than, than Chris Paul. I mean, this guy, this guy can close. He hasn't had the most playoff success, but he can absolutely close out a game for you and help you win um, on both ends of the court. So, Going over last night's game, what did you see? What were your biggest takeaways? Well, you know, when you look at the box score here on Box Score Breakdown, really one, the one thing that jumps out on me on the OKC side is the plus-minus. If you look at Chris Paul's plus-minus, he had a plus-20 plus-minus for the game. There's nobody else on that team that had a double-digit plus-minus. You know, Chris Paul with 28 points. He had 50% from their field goal percentage, 50% three-point percentage, and 100% from free throw percentage. So, you know, he's, he's almost, uh, you know, seven rebounds and three assists. So, like you said, point God is correct. You know, Chris Paul, he is he's phenomenal. And with how long he's been in the league, he is hungry for that championship. Uh, I don't know that this team will get there, but uh, hats off to him for, you know, showing out for the young guys and, you know, being a good veteran mentor for, for the young team. Lou Dort was another one that really stood out. Um, you know, he had a rough uh, last game, and so it was nice to see him come back and uh, do really well. And I think that a lot of players on this team really have high hopes and really lean on Lou Dort, and they have, you know, they, they have confidence in him. And uh, it showed last night whenever he had confidence in himself, you know, shooting 55.6 field goal percentage. So uh, shout out to him. Of course, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, you know, he, he's been really good, really, really good for this team. Uh, last night was a little unfortunate for him shooting uh, at only 10, 10 points for the game. Uh, he usually does better than that. But if you notice, Hamadou Diallo didn't even play last night, and that's another Kentucky player. Um, they really leaned on Darius Baisley as well, and uh, I think that you're going to see that kind of going forward. But it, it'll be nice to see you know, Hamadou Diallo get out there as a Kentucky fan. He was uh, a high flyer for us, and I really like his game. Oh yeah, Hamadou can get up there, man. He he yeah. is a, he is an athlete to say the least, and I love any time they kind of get him some minutes in the game. Uh, I definitely prefer him over Terrence Ferguson, who I think may be a little bit overrated. Um, but again, that could be my personal opinion. But yeah, to your point about Dort, I mean, this is a guy who was a, a relative unknown heading into the bubble. I mean, during the regular season, nobody was really talking about him. And this guy has made a name for himself. He's going to be getting paid for a long time, especially in OKC, where clearly if you can play defense, shooting is kind of secondary to that, as we see with the uh, Andre Roberson contract yeah. um, that, that they're still holding on to. So Dort has really been giving James Harden the business. And you see that the whole team is kind of standing behind him. I mean, after he really struggled the other night, leaders on the team like Chris Paul, like Steven Adams told him, hey, you know, we know what you do. We know what you bring to the table. So don't worry about if your shot's not falling, that'll come. Just keep doing what you do and the rest, the rest will, it'll work itself out. So shooter's shout out to him shoot. for, that's right. Shooter's going to shoot and defender's going to defend. And he right. is as gritty uh, as gritty as they come. I mean, this guy is built like a fire hydrant. I would not want to try to go around him. And James Harden has really been struggling too. So, okay, see, I mean, they they have the they have the pieces to make any series interesting. I don't know how much I would favorite them over the Lakers. <laughs> should they should they make it out of this first round here? I think I'd like Houston's chances a little bit better. But yeah, man, Chris Paul, he's hungry. He's hungry. He wants it. Um, we were wondering if he was even going to be on OKC's team at this point in the season. Uh, and here he is, man. Here he is. Yeah. So you talked about, you know, Houston and, and James Harden. Him and Russell Westbrook combined for a total of 12 turnovers last night. 
And I think that's really what broke the back of, of Houston last night in the game. Um, yeah. You know, Russell Westbrook being his first game back, you know, they did have a five on five scrimmage uh, whenever we kind of had that little hiatus in the, in the uh, resumption there, uh, just to kind of get him some gameplay and get him out on the court. And it looks like he needed maybe another five on five scrimmage because seven turnovers is pretty, pretty significant. Um, you know, he did, he did chip in for 17 points. But uh, he's usually higher than that. And, you know, four rebounds, three assists. I mean, he had more turnovers than assists and rebounds almost combined. So that goes to show you he just wasn't quite quite right yet. Yeah, absolutely. And it's good to see him on the court, you know, for the sake of the series. Um, you know, we always like to see as many superstars playing as possible. But, yeah, he he does look like there's still some rust to shake off there. Uh, pun intended. And yeah. as far as the, the end of the game, you know, I'm really wondering, like, was it was it the plan to have him shoot? I don't necessarily know. I mean, when you got a guy like James Harden, you kind of think that's probably your go to. But yeah, you know, know whenever you're, you're talking about a, a game plan, you know, maybe the other maybe OKC was was thinking the same thing. James Harden was going to be the go to for that shot. So let's give it off to Westbrook, his first game back, see if he can't, you know, make you know, make a name for his return. Um, but, you know, I, I would have liked to seen Ben McLemore play a little bit more minutes. He played really well uh, in the bubble uh, with Westbrook out. He only played three minutes tonight. No points, no assists, no rebounds. So I really would like to have seen him play a little bit more, maybe have a little bit more of uh, Eric Gordon's minutes, you know. But um, you know, P.J. Tucker, you know, playing their you know, power forward or center slot, he had 11 rebounds. He's the only player on the team that had double-digit rebounds. So it just seemed to me like this team just was not clicking. They just – they were not right last night, and uh, I really think that this next game is going to be definitely one to watch. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you always got to love a game seven, um, and especially mm-hmm. in a series where you you basically have two primary ball handlers who have swapped teams. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, you know, <laughs> so there's a lot of there's a lot of layers to uh, to this first round series. And. I think just as interesting as the series itself will be what happens to either team that falls out of the playoffs here. Do Does OKC move forward with Chris Paul with the pieces that they have around him? Is Chris Paul looking for a change of scenery in the offseason? Same Miami. thing with this. Ex- <laughs> there we go. Same thing with this experiment here in, in Houston. You know, I mean, James Harden, how many times can he have a new teammate that doesn't get the job done for him before he wonders if he should be the one heading out of Houston? And I'm sure there are plenty of GMs who would love James Harden services. So lots yeah, to watch. So let me let me ask you a question. You know, being a Lakers fan, like I know you are, uh, you know they <laughs> they play the winner of this series. So who who do you want to? Uh, who are you? Who are you going for on this series? Who do you want to play the Lakers? I personally want the Houston Rockets to play the Lakers just because I think it will give us a more fun series. I just I. You know, I like Lou Dort. He, he's been doing a great job on Harden. But James Harden is not LeBron James. You know, mm-hmm. as far as bodies to put in front of LeBron, in front of AD, I just think Houston is better suited to do so. Um, and you also saw they had some success with their small ball lineup um, in his first iteration against the Lakers during the regular season and were able to beat them. So I wonder if they'll be able to, if any of that success will translate to a series against the Lakers. Um, LeBron James in the playoffs is a completely different animal. As we all know, you know, nobody really wants to see him, but I just think I I would have a little bit more confidence in Houston as a team who shoots the three ball at a little higher volume, a team with a little bit more requisite defenders, more spacing on the floor. Uh, I think they can make the Lakers more uncomfortable. As a true Lakers fan, though, Doug, who who would you who would you rather see between the Houston Rockets and the OKC Thunder? 
Well, this one's hard for me because I'm a little biased. There's three Wildcats on the Oklahoma City Thunder. You know, you got Nerlens Noel, Hamadou Diallo, and Shea Gilgis-Alexander. So, you know, I'm a little biased. I would like to see Oklahoma City uh, get to play the Lakers. I think Chris Paul and his best friend, LeBron James, uh, you know, they had a little bit of a tiff over the break, it sounded like, in the meetings. But uh, they are best friends, and it would, it would be nice to see them two together. Uh, as a Laker fan, it's just something about Texas teams that we just don't like. Spurs, for all those years that we've been going up against them, the Houston Rockets <laughs> and, and the Mavericks, I just I just don't like Texas teams. I don't I don't know what to tell you. You know, I do like uh, I, I do like the the kid out of uh, out of Dallas though. Uh, you know, Luka Doncic, that, that kid is, is going to be something. Luka is, is phenomenal. But yeah, I want to see Oklahoma City. Uh, I want to see them win this this series and move on. Uh, I'm not a fan of Russell Westbrook and his tactics. Um, great player, but I just I'm just not a fan. I don't know. So I'd like to see Oklahoma City take Game Seven. Yeah, I hear that, and I think it will definitely be more of a fun. Uh... You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Story, if you will, for the postseason to see OKC advance, mm-hmm. um, especially given Houston's constant inability to, quote-unquote, get the job done uh, when they when they really have the advantage here. So we'll see. It's not looking too good for Houston in the first round. I would not want to go against Chris Paul in the game seven because, like I said, that man is a point guard and he's got all the tricks up his sleeve. So definitely, definitely some fun games to be had. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, heading into tonight's games, uh, early game, we had uh, the Boston Celtics going against the Toronto Raptors. Boston able to pull out the win here against uh, against the defending champions, one hundred two to ninety nine. Uh, mm-hmm. Really on the back of uh, Jason Tatum, St. Louis native. Really putting on 34 points, perfect from the free throw line on 14 attempts, hit four threes, eight rebounds, six assists. I mean, there were questions about can you be a championship caliber team with Jason Tatum as your best player? I think Jason Tatum is answering all those questions with a resounding yes. As far as the Celtics go, what are you looking for out of this series from them? Uh, what, what concerns do you have? Um, is there anything that you think maybe the Celtics – as far as Kimball Walker, I guess that's really really my big question. Do, do you trust the Celtics as far as the health of their players um, and the cohesiveness of their roster to beat, to beat this Toronto team who, I mean, they brought all their guys back minus Kawhi? Yeah, you know, I'm I'm always been a huge Daylon Brown fan ever since that, uh, that year that he came in the league and was going up against LeBron James in the playoffs. I mean, you know, he, he's... He is definitely a player that is to be reckoned with in the future. And I'm glad to see that he's getting some in play time. And unfortunately, it was because of Gordon Hayward going down or not going down, but leaving the bubble for the birth of his child. Congratulations to him. But Jalen Brown, congrats to him on picking up those minutes. And he's done phenomenal uh, with that with that team. I think that, you know, at the beginning of this whole playoff, you know, Brent, who does the association with me, you know, we'd, we'd said that it was probably going to be Lakers in Toronto for the uh the Western Conference Finals. But to be honest with you, like I said early in this podcast, I think the winner of this series is going to be the one coming out. Um, and so Jalen Brown is, is I think, the key piece. Uh, of course, Jason Tatum, but everybody already knows that. But Jalen Brown, I think, is the key piece moving into the uh, the starting lineup and playing. Uh, he's definitely the one. Now, Kimba Walker, you mentioned, you know, playoff experience. Eh, I think he's going to be okay. I mean, he's got uh, Final Four experience, right, with UConn, and uh, he's got that that championship mentality. He's a he's, he's step I think, back. Yeah, I think that he is the you know the healthier version of Kyrie Irving, uh, and I think Boston did really good by picking up Kimball Walker. So um, my only concern with them is their bigs. Um, you know, you got you got Robert Williams, which is doing okay out there for them. Um, Enos Cantor really isn't getting a lot of minutes. Uh, I think that he needs to get some more minutes. He's probably their best rebounder, in my opinion. Uh, you know, maybe biased there again, but I think he needs to get some more minutes. But Daniel Tice really showing out this year, uh, surprising everybody um, out there for the for the big for Boston. So, um, yeah, I think Boston definitely definitely has a chance, especially if Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown keep playing the way they are. Yeah, absolutely. Jalen Brown is a guy who's continued to kind of ascend in his NBA career. And I talked about him briefly on uh, Monday's pod, just had to give him all the credit in the world for the poignant statements that he had during that players only meeting in regards to, you know, what guys are going to be doing moving forward with the social justice initiatives the NBA is currently involved in. But yeah, the maturity there, I mean, it shows both on and off the court. And he's really, really, he's really, really turned into a good player on both ends of the court. Definitely going to be an X factor for him as well as Marcus Smart, because they really need that high level perimeter defense. And I think those are their two best guys suited to get that job done. Um, But yeah, you're right, man. I've been wondering what's going on with Boston's bigs. You know, Cantor is a guy who can really fill it up in limited minutes and it's not like Toronto has the most formidable front court. You know, Marcus All has seen better days. Serge Ibaka mm-hmm. tends to come off the bench. You know, you got other guys out there, but nobody who you should really be afraid of. Um, so I wonder if Brad Stevens will kind of make that adjustment going forward here, because you would think um, you would think that they're going to play all the guys that they can 
because like you said, Gordon Hayward's out of the bubble right now. Uh, Kimball mm-hmm. Walker is a guy who, yeah, has been looking incredible when he plays, when he's not on a minutes restriction. Um, and it's really worked out well for them as far as the substitution of him for Kyrie. I just hope that he's able to maintain that health because as we saw coming into the bubble, he was immediately on a restriction. There was all these questions about him, um, but he looks like he's good to go. So let's hope that that can continue. Uh, and speaking of another guard who looks like they're trying to get back into shape and ready to go, Kyle Lowry played uh, 40 minutes, uh, looked a little rusty, uh, was able to, you know, fill in across a box score as he usually does, 16 points, uh, was 0 of 7 from the three-point line. So like I said, you could see that Russ was there. Six of eight from the free throw line, had seven assists, five rebounds, four steals, a block, and only two turnovers. So getting involved kind of across the board there. But clearly the uh, the rust is there. The Raptors are kind of looking to shake off that uh, pretty easy first-round matchup that they had against the Brooklyn Nets for a real test against these Boston Celtics. So what are you looking forward to or looking for out of the Toronto Raptors in order for them to close out this series? Well, I think the Toronto Raptors are a little bit deeper than Boston when it comes to their bench and their their players. Uh, Fred Van Vliet, the guy is phenomenal. I mean, he's done uh, some great things with Kyle Lowry out and Fred Van Vliet and now Kyle Lowry back. You know, if Kyle Lowry can get his shot going again from three, and we know he can, uh, if he doesn't fall back into that playoff Lowry, you know, that's that's one of the stigma that he has is he kind of falls off in the playoffs. Yeah, I know. But if he can just try to pick that up and get some of that, you know, get three of seven would be great or four of seven would be even better. But, you know, Fred Van Vliet really kind of carried that uh, that game. Unfortunately, they didn't pull it out. But, you know, just think about if, if Lowry would have hit one more three, the game would be tied. If he would have hit two, it would you know, they'd have the win. So uh, I think that looking to the second game, I think it's going to be a back and forth with this uh, this series. And I think they're going to get it figured out. But Fred Van Vliet, you know, some of you may have saw the video that he uh, got to see his daughter uh, in the hotel. Uh, you know, family is back in the bubble now. So I think that that really helped him out. Uh, and it, I think it'll help a lot of players out. You know, the mental stability of these players being cooped up in the bubble for so long is really starting to wear on them. We've seen that with you know the drama that's out there in the bubble and everything. And I think seeing family will really it'll help some guys. And I think honestly, some of the uh, other guys, I think it'll hurt them a little bit. But uh, Fred Van Vliet's really the one that uh, I think is the X factor uh, for Toronto. Um, he's going to help carry that team when Kyle Lowry can't get his shots out. Uh, but the bigs, I mean, Pascal Siakam, Ibaka, you know, Gasol, those bigs are going to beat up on Boston's bigs, in my opinion. So hopefully, you know, they get it figured out. But, uh, yeah, I think uh, Fred, Freddie Van Vliet needs to, you know, keep this foot on the pedal and, and move on. Yeah, FVV has been playing really, really well. I think for most people, they kind of were introduced to him last season during that finals uh, run that he had where he was just going crazy. But for those of us who definitely uh, you know, are fans of college basketball, we know how good he was at Wichita State. Uh, he's always had a really good command uh, for the ball, for the game. Uh, good leader, good floor general, um, continue to develop his game. And I think that he's going to get a big contract this offseason. So hopefully Toronto uh, is ready to open up that checkbook because yeah. this could be a short series for him and a long offseason. So we'll, we will see what the Raptors are able to do here going forward. And then the last game we got tonight, currently in progress, uh, midway through the third quarter, 50-58, to 58, Nuggets up. Uh, game seven. First half, interesting. Uh, had a brief little injury scare there with Jamal right. Murray, but it looks like he's all right. Uh, took a shot 
to the to the quad, I believe. He was suffering from a quad injury earlier this year. Um, so he looked to be good there. What are you looking for out of this game seven? What do you think the Utah Jazz really need to do in order to execute a win here? Well, really it goes to the depth. I think that the X factor piece for the Utah Jazz is going to be Jordan Clarkson. You know, he was playing really, really well in the bubble uh, prior. You know, he played with the Lakers prior. So I've been watching Clarkson for a long time and I've seen him build. And I've seen him get make his game better. But really with the resumption in the bubble, he's really came out strong. Uh, I think that he's going to be the X factor in this. I, I still don't think that Jazz have enough um, on their bench. Uh, and they're not deep enough to contend with the Nuggets and their powerhouse, you know, bigs and everything out there. I, I just I don't see the Jazz pulling this off. Um, I didn't in the beginning. I'm surprised they made it to a game seven. But, hey, congrats to both of them. You've got uh, two state of Kentucky alumni playing there. You've got Jamal Murray for the Nuggets who play with the Cats. And you got, you know, Donovan Mitchell who played with UofL. So uh, I'm kind of torn on this one when it comes to that Um I don't really have a, I don't really have any skin in the game, but I kind of look for my my Kentucky uh, State alumni uh, to you know whenever I'm watching games and they have one each. So uh, best of luck to both of them. But I really think the Nuggets are going to pull it off. I just don't think the Jazz are are deep enough. Yeah, I agree. I think that the Jazz, the loss of Bogdanovich for them was a lot more destabilizing to their roster than you would possibly think at first glance. Um, because he just did so much for him, you know. He he's a big body on the wing. He can play defense. He can hit threes, space the floor. He can ball handle a little bit. Uh, and they just don't really have a guy that's a good replacement for him. You know, Ingles looked like he could have been that Bogdanovich guy a couple seasons ago, but this year has just really not been a great year for Ingles. I think it's because he's been in and out of the starting lineup, and it's been pretty difficult for him to really find a rhythm there. But yeah, the the Nuggets they have a deeper roster, and I think that the depth has more complete players on it than the jazz. You know, I, I like Clarkson. I think he's a good popcorn scorer, a good guy to come off the bench, get some shots up, kind of help your offense, try to find some rhythm. But I definitely prefer guys like the Michael Porter jr. The Monte Morris, uh, mm-hmm. coming off of the bench for Denver. I think that they've just done a better job kind of developing their roster around Jokic, around Jamal Murray. The pieces just seem to fit a little bit better. There's more cohesion, and I definitely expect them to end up pulling out this win here tonight. Uh, but I do. I got to give Donovan Mitchell all the credit in the world, man. I mean, it's really been his world. He's been carrying those Jazz players. He's been carrying that roster. The organization should be very, very proud of everything he's been doing. Um, and if they don't win this game, they should really be reevaluating that roster in the offseason and wondering, is Rudy Gobert the best guy to be pairing up with Donovan Mitchell? Because I'm thinking no. Yeah, you know, and, and there there was a little bit of drama with the two of them over the, the COVID and, you know, in March with the, the completion of the regular season in the past. And so there there is talk that, you know, maybe one of them have to go because of that, too. And I think for basketball reasons, I agree with you, basketball reasons you know, one of them may have to go. And unfortunately, I think that's going to be Gobert because I don't think Donovan Mitchell is going to be going anywhere. Um, and then when it comes to Denver, I mean, come on, give us a little bit more bowl bowl. We want to see some more of that guy, right? That guy's fun <laughs> to watch. So, you know, that's, that's unbelievable what that, that man can do, uh, you know, with the how tall he is and how he handles the ball and how he shoots from the three. Phenomenal. But, you know, it's all, it's all their bigs. Uh, you know, really, when it comes down to it, you know, Paul Millsap, Jokic, they're all, they're, they're pretty good. Jokic, I mean, that's the best passing big man in the league by far, in my opinion. Uh, Absolutely. You know, 
Yeah, unfortunately tonight he only has two assists, uh, or sorry, three assists thus far, but nine rebounds and 17 points thus far, 28 minutes of gameplay. But, uh, you know, this team right here is deep, and I think they're going to give the Clippers uh, a really hard time, and I hope that they do, being a Lakers fan, that they give the Clippers a extremely hard time when they get to them. <laughs> but, uh, sorry, guys, I'm a little biased. I have my, my teams and my players I like. but uh, Oh, just a know, little, just a little bit. Yeah, you know, but, you know, Michael Porter Jr., uh, I'm really glad to see him coming along. You know, I was watching him in college. Uh, I was in the military station in uh, Missouri, and uh, obviously he went to Missouri and didn't really play because of uh, his back injury. But I heard a lot of great things whenever he was coming in for some guys out there. And it's good to see that, you know, they weren't kidding. He is he is going to be a really good player. It's just a matter of getting him the time and you know getting him on the court healthy. And uh, it looks like he's going to do really good for Denver. But they're just really deep, really deep. Yeah, Mike Malone has done a good job with this roster. Um, he's done a good job kind of being patient as far as when guys are coming out. And you've kind of seen the uh, the welcome party. Uh, the welcome wagon was rolled out here in the bubble for guys like Porter Jr., like Bull Bull. And I hope that they continue to get that run um, because it's been a lot of fun watching them develop, uh, a lot of fun watching them make plays in the bubble here and make names for themselves. So, yeah, I definitely do. I, I'm still rolling with Denver in this in this series here. Um, to your point, I think that they will definitely be a better test for the Clippers in the second round than the Jazz would be, just because I just really don't see what the Jazz will be able to do with the Clippers should they end up making it out of this series. Um, I think that the Nuggets will have a little bit more versatility as far as the defensive matchups and assignments that they can throw at them. So we'll see. I mean, we're heading into the fourth quarter here. Nuggets are up by five, 55 to 60. Uh, anyone's game right now. Yeah, exactly. I, you know, I, I kind of agreed. I saw on Twitter before, uh, I think it was yesterday, somebody posted on there, we should just let Donovan Mitchell and Jamal Murray play one-on-one for Game 7. I would have loved to have seen that. That would have been great, right? Oh, please. Absolutely. <laughs> Only threes. Only three-pointers and pull-up jumpers, please. There you go. There you go, <laughs> for sure. For sure. Yeah, it's been a great, you know, for all, for all basketball fans, I mean, if you don't like the basketball, you know, this bubble play, then I don't know what's wrong with you because there's been some phenomenal play in the bubble, whether it be, you know, the the resumption, the seeding games, you know, the, the scrimmage games, I mean, the playoffs. It's been it's been great, and I've really applauded the NBA for what they're doing overall. And, uh, you know, it, it's really – once you get past the first quarter of a game, you don't even realize that you're watching a game with no fans in the stands. So – I applaud the NBA for focusing more on the, the game itself. They've done a good, great job with it. Yeah, absolutely. I give the NBA all the credit in the world for a multitude of reasons, but they've definitely made the bubble uh, a fun experience for what looks like to be the NBA players as well as the fans. Um, lots of ways to interact and kind of get involved, simulate that that stadium kind of feel that I know all of us we miss so much. I, I really hope we're going to be able to get back in the games and have fans mm-hmm. that an NBA game soon because yeah, there's just nothing like that atmosphere, but yeah, shout out to the NBA for everything that they do. We love it. Best league in the world. Word. Exactly. All right, Doug. Well, I appreciate you, man. Hopping on to the yeah. pod tonight. Thanks uh, for having me. Do you got anything else coming up um, for the network as far as uh, everything you got going on? Yeah. I mean, you know, hoop ball is, is a, a website ran by fans and we are fanatics and that is the case you know we have so many different uh podcasts out there i do a podcast every week on nba today hoopball uh called around the association with doug and brent my buddy brent over there has been great holding it down 
uh, we basically just wrap up the uh, the bubble play and the, the drama and the things that have been going on kind of off the court as well as a little bit on the court. So make sure you guys check that out. Uh, it comes out on the weekend, Saturday most likely. Um, and then, you know, you can always follow me on Twitter if you guys uh, like what I have to say. I mean, I, I follow basically all Kentucky, you know, Murray State, UofL. Uh, I post nightly stats of all players that have gone to any college in the state of Kentucky. So that's a lot of stats. Uh, a lot of box scores I'm looking at on a nightly basis. So follow me. It'll be at Kentucky Pro Basketball. That's at KY Pro Basketball on Twitter. Love to have a follow. Thanks, guys. Awesome. Love it. You heard the man. Give him a follow. Kentucky Basketball, KY Basketball on Twitter for all your need to know for Kentucky basketball news and analysis. And give him a listen to his podcast. This man knows what he's talking about. That's why we got him on the show because he's a pro. We are fanatic and we do it well over here. So, Doug, I really cannot thank you enough, my man. Yeah, Hope man. to have you back on very, very soon here. Absolutely. Uh, as always, follow me on Twitter, DFB underscore three. Any questions you have, anything you're looking to hear us discuss uh, on the podcast or anything you want to talk about offline, you know, basketball, I'm, I'm always here for it. My, my door is always open. And when it's not, you can just ring the doorbell. OK, I'm probably inside. So, Doug, I appreciate you, my guy. Everybody tuning in. We appreciate all of you. And we'll talk to you guys very soon. Stay safe, guys. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.